You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by... Bet US here with your break from all of the high resource five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles and life is back on sports betters and Bet US has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA and yes NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to betus.com or call 800-792 3887. That's 800-79-BET-US. BET-US for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BET-US. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, boys. Good to be with you. Good that I made it through the weekend alive. And, uh, yeah, that sucked. And the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Light. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. It wasn't a whole lot of fun. Uh, not as fun as we hoped it would be. Uh, but this is a new week. Uh, let's hope that this week is a lot more fun. You know, and given the circumstances, yeah, it was disappointing. It was a game that we felt like we could win. It's a game that we felt like um, was was very winnable. And it, the, 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 the dynamic of the game this weekend changed after the first Southern Miss series where Tykes went down for the game. And then you throw in uh, Jake Lang, the uh, walk-on quarterback from Jackson Prep, who actually – you know, the turnovers aside, actually had a solid game. I mean, you 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 think about, okay, we're down to our third-string quarterback now. We're going to throw him in. Usually, when you get to that point in the game, it's like, well, that's just throwing the towel. But I thought he had a pretty solid game, and I thought the coaches did a good job of um, getting receivers open for him to, to hit. And, uh, you know, over 300 yards, that's the first time we've had 300 yards passing this season. The yeah. yeah, the offensive style changed as soon as Lang got in the game. I mean, you on paper, I didn't even know there was a guy named Jake Lang on the football team. Uh, and so when he came in, you know, I was like, well, here we go. We're in trouble now. And it's like it opened up the playbook. So, I, I mean, I, I get it. He's, he's not as mobile, doesn't have an absolute hose like Keys does. But um, you want to talk about somebody who wasn't scared of the moment. Um, coming in, you know, and 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 uh, straight out of Jackson prepping, threw a touchdown pass on his very first drive ever. You know, I didn't think we'd have anybody throw for 300 yards this year. <laughs> and then Jake Lang, number 24, comes in and uh, and and looks great. You know, um, limited arm strength, but accurate, catchable ball. Um, you know. What else can you say? Uh, is the upside where it is of Tykes? No. And we have a super small snippet. You can't get in there and throw three picks every time you, you know, get on the field. But I, I, I don't think it's any kind of stretch to, to say that he's good enough, you know. Um, 
to get us some wins and and get us through when the starters down and I liked it. Yeah, you think about the kid and uh, I mean we say he came from Jackson Prep, but what we're not mentioning there is uh, he wasn't the starter in high school. Uh, his senior year stats were a little over 500 yards and, and two touchdowns. You know, I, I believe he walked onto the football team with all intents of, of, you know, just being around a college football program to have a coaching career from, from the way Coach Hall talks about him and to, to come in when I would be willing to bet that most of our fan base didn't know the kid's name before he stepped onto the field and started slinging the ball around. Um, three interceptions hurt, but uh, what more do you expect from the kid? He, he threw for 300 yards. He kept us in it. Uh, we, we lost by five there in the end, uh, you know, had chances until the very end of that game. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Jake Lang fan for sure. Yes, no doubt. I, I really was, I, yeah, I was really, you know, proud of the way he went out there and performed and, you know, even with the end results, it's definitely something to, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he performs with a, a week of getting the snaps. I'm assuming he's going to be the starter this week unless it's, you know, somebody else on the depth chart we we aren't aware of as far as <laughs> the playing time this week. But because um, it doesn't look like Ty Keys is, is with that injury, I'd be stunned if he were to play anytime yeah. soon. But I was I was disappointed because I wanted to see. We saw Ty Keys grow up the past two weeks, and I wanted to see him against a conference USA defense like Rice. I felt like it was, you know, the poise he showed in the second half last week, and kind of how he was progressing. And then you you, you tie that in with with how he performed in high school. I was looking forward to seeing what he could do in this game, and he apparently got an ankle injury. Um, on the second to last play that he had, then he threw an interception the next play. I, mean, I don't, I don't know whether or not that was the reason why he threw the interception, but he just, um, you know, that he was obviously hurt before that last play went down. So I really hated to see it because, like I said, I think there was some excitement in the second half of mm-hmm. last week's game against Alabama, and everybody thought, okay, I want to see what he does in conference play. I want to see him continue to progress, and uh, you know, all that went out the window. But it was refreshing to see Jake Lane come in. And I'm 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 curious to see what he does with the with the a, a week full of first team reps, and I'm curious to see what he does with a game plan that you know anticipates him being the starting quarterback. Sure, man. You know, yeah. it seems like some of the players are behind him too. But the the content that I've seen on Twitter, you know, these guys are a family, and and uh, but but you know, they're saying you know I'd, I'd go to war with this with this guy any day, and and you know we talk about the picks, but at least they're aggressive picks. They're pushing the ball down the field. Um, I mean, this kid just came out just slinging it. Um, it's it was it was cool to see. It's probably a lot like what Will Hall did when he was a quarterback. It kind of reminds me of, of that, right? I haven't really seen. I've seen some highlights uh, of Will playing, but kind of a shorter guy, maybe not the best arm in the world. <laughs> just no fear, come out and just you know, just wing it around. Nick Mullins did a lot of that, right? Nick had a cannon, but uh, I don't know. It's um, it, it, it gives me. Reason, and you know the, the other thing I, I kind of hinted hinted at it a little bit that the that the game plan changed when he came in just the play calling and everything but that's cool too that the, the coaches have that kind of um, wherewithal to to do that and granted you probably can't keep running your quarterbacks as much as we would like to run them uh, when you don't have any quarterbacks <laughs> so um, but it, it was cool man I, I I can't wait to like Jamie said I can't wait to see him with uh, with a 
a week's worth of practice. Now you said the the Tykes, is that confirmed? Is he not going? No, there's there's nothing that's confirmed with that. But yeah. I mean, you look at you look at he being on crutches. Um, yeah, and possible that, I mean, high that, ankle. That's it. That's if I had to. I mean, my limited medical expertise, I would say it's a high ankle sprain. But we don't know. You know, we, if uh, the, uh, if Lang starts and he goes down, I mean, I guess you got T Webb. Um, but <laughs> other than that, I mean, it might be Keys back in there doing his best. Uh, Byron Leftwich impression. You remember that from back in the day? I do. Right. <laughs> I, I think you. I think you might see some Chandler Pittman. Um, but yeah. you all, you yeah. also have Jack Jack Wright as well, the uh, transfer I believe from Northwest Community College. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be the depth chart once we get that far. I mean, we're, we're talking circa two, 2012 here with the quarterback depth. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully it doesn't come to that. But yeah, uh, Jake Jake finished the night 23 uh, out of 37, 304 yards, one touchdown. Three interceptions with a long of 32. So uh, definitely a, a strong first outing, and hopefully he can build on that because we may need him the rest of the season. Your heart just broke for the kid in his post-game interview. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just sitting there, just you could tell he was down and uh, had absolutely no reason to be down after what he came out there and did with, uh, with the preparation for the week. Uh, but, you know, he was just like defense played great, special teams played great, you know, I, I threw three interceptions. I take it all on my shoulders. And I mean, just what, what a guy to, to come in and do what he did. And then, you know, give that interview, you're just gracious and, and thanking them for even interviewing him after the game. You, you wish the best for the kid. If, if he's going to be our, uh, our quarterback here for the, uh, the next few weeks, uh, at least, uh, which you would expect with a, with a high ankle injury. Uh, takes takes a little while normally to get over those. Uh, I mean, uh, it, not in, there's not an easier guy to get behind and support uh, than, than a guy that goes out there and does that and then gives that interview after the game. So uh, let, let's go to war with uh, Big Wang Lang. Big Wang Lang. Love it. Sippy came up with that. I, I got to give him the credit for that. He started throwing that out there when, when Lang was uh, – uh, named the backup quarterback, but uh, it's it's amazing and I love it and and I'm running with it. <laughs> nice. Uh, rushing the ball, we only had a net of 57 yards. Um, that being said, the bulk of that came, I believe, on sacks, mm-hmm. uh, losing 39 yards to sacks. But Frank Gore, 17 carries for 79 yards, averaging 4.6 yards per carry. It looked like he got a little banged up as well. And then Dejan Richard, two carries for 14 yards. Averaging seven yards a carry. Then uh, receivers, uh, Jason Brownlee, still not quite the Jason Brownlee we saw last year, but had a decent game. Eight receptions, 127 yards. And uh, Shirty Robinson, four receptions for 57 yards. And then Chandler Pittman with one receptions for 31 yards, which is the second touchdown of his career for the second week in a row. So uh, you're starting to see Chandler Pittman get involved as far as it goes with scoring the first town touchdown of the night every week. Shirty made some huge clutch catches. Uh, one of those, uh, I believe, you know, converted a, a third down where he caught it and guy took his legs out from underneath in midair. He landed on his back, held onto the ball. That was huge, but it just seemed like when we needed a clutch catch, that guy was there. Um, this is going to, and, and Pittman, uh, man, 
what an exciting guy for to be a you know a true freshman and not a covid true freshman at that just a, a true freshman and comes in and that guy's electric uh he's going to be a blast to watch over the next few years uh and i can't imagine how good he's going to be as a junior and senior uh but just crazy and this is going to sound a little bit like sour grapes uh but jamie saying uh you know frank gore's injuries uh reminded me I don't know that there's been a tougher game to listen to the commentators than there was the Rice <laughs> game. Uh, it was obviously Gore's left shoulder that he was having issues or left arm uh, in general <laughs> and how they thought it was a knee injury when he's like <laughs> getting up, not limping, holding his shoulder. But I'm not sure those idiots were watching the same game all night. Like they kept saying things and I'm like, uh, uh, what? Nah, no. Well, Jamie referenced this on the uh, on the on on the to the top talk Twitter, uh, but they had a real problem with uh, Cameron. <laughs> you know, Cameron. I don't know how hard it is to say Cameron, and let's not even yeah. get started on Harold. But you know, uh, Cameron. How do you? How the hell do you get Cameron out of that? And he said it about nine times on that just uh, on, on on that on that return on that. Uh, Kickoff return. What did it kickoff? Yeah, he kept saying yeah, it was a kickoff return. Yeah, yeah. Um, he kept saying his name like it was like it was two names. <laughs> like his first name is Cam, his second his middle name is Ron. <laughs> but no, no, you're. I I hope to God. Uh, I have I have very high uh, thoughts about Rice's academic prowess. They're a fantastic school. I hope that idiot didn't go to Rice because if he did, <laughs> I no longer think that there's some great institution. I now just think they're a diploma mill for rich people. Well, you know, and and to be fair, I mean, all of the ESPN three announcers, I mean, none of them are the sharpest knife in the drawer. I mean, <laughs> mm. <laughs> looking at you, Jake, don't take that. Shout out to Jason Baker. Yeah. yeah. If, uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll see if one of our former QBs comes up and smokes you in the back of the head during tailgates too. But uh, yeah, that's, that's some strong words there, Mister Arrington. Well, except except I mean, God, look, they had what they had Marshant Kenny at one time. Come on, guys, and then they. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Brave man talking shit about Marshant. Yeah, I, 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 I was I was I laughing at what I foresee the the uh, reaction being at tailgate. Was not laughing in Marchant what, whatsoever. No, yeah. I was Mr. I was Mr. Kenny, I apologize on Jamie's behalf. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wipe his seat down before he sits on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's gonna I'm, wipe his seat down with Jamie's face, don't worry. <laughs> and I'm I'm just as terrified of Max as I am Marchant, so I think we're <laughs> good there. Um on the night, I mean Southern Miss three hundred and seventy eight total yards, three hundred and twenty one through the air, fifty seven on the ground. Rice had 327, 325 total yards, 207 through the air, and 118 on the ground. Um, so, you know, yeah, it, it, we really have to find a way to get that rushing game going for us to really have a shot. I mean, turnovers probably would have, like Jason posted the poll the other day, I think turnovers probably were the difference in the game the other night. But for us to be able to open up the pass enough to where – you know, we're not having to force them. We're going to have mm-hmm. to figure out a way to to to. to I just get, think get we got to figure out. Going. I think we have to figure out a way to win games. Like that was a very winnable game. 
I, you know, I don't think Rice really played that much better. I mean, maybe they, they converted a few more third downs, and you can maybe hold that against our defense well, or maybe tip the hat to them. But, you know. Um, Jason, mid-sentence. We lost, you there, for a we lost you there for a second, Jason. Oh, did you? Okay. No, well, I was just yeah. saying that, you know, it's just a very winnable game, and I think one of the big things is just our inability to get off the field on third down. But, really, you know, if you if you think about it, like we missed a chip shot field goal on that phantom call where they jumped over the center, and I don't know if they hit him or not, but I thought that that was supposed to be a penalty. Apparently it's not. But we missed a chip shot, and they doinked one in. Uh, you reverse that, and everything else stays the same. We win the game, even with all the picks. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it was, it was there. I just, I just feel like we, we maybe haven't figured out how to, how to win yet. I think we were probably really good at practice. We're really good at preparing. We're really good at, you know, holding our assignments. Um, and just hadn't figured out how to win. I mean, there's, there's something to that. You know, you have coaches sometimes that you have no idea why they win so much and they just always do. They just got to figure it out. I don't know what it is, but that's that's the last hurdle, you know. We, we're doing a lot of good things on offense and on defense. There's bright spots every single solitary game on both sides of the ball, which can't freaking win a game. So uh, that's that's the next step. Hopefully, it happens this weekend. Missing missing that field goal was tough, uh, but um, I actually I felt like it was really poor clock management on that drive. Uh, we had a lot of time and it almost seemed that the way the clock was managed, that we were setting it up for a field goal instead of going for a touchdown at that point. Uh, you know, we, we had some timeouts going into that. We, we had a little bit of time and there just was not a sense of urgency to move the ball down the field. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that, that really came back to bite us in the end, because if, if you manage the clock a little bit better there and you don't miss a field goal and you score a touchdown, we win the game. Yeah. So good point. Uh, uh, we can't. It can't go without saying that uh, Cameron Harrell had a 95-yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown and earning him the Conference USA Special Teams Player of the Week. Well, not so just he, the kickoff return, but he also recovered the onside kick. I didn't. I was not aware of that. Yeah. You I, know, and and th- there there was another kickoff where I think even even Rice like, like uh, Cameron didn't return it and there's all kind of green in front of him and we just kind of wondered like you know what are you doing he caught it on the, I mean, he caught it inside the five yard line but did a fair catch remember that one yeah. yeah i think that probably stems back to uh the first return that we tried where they were all over us and we we didn't i don't think we made it outside of the 15 uh so they, they may have have gotten you know an earful about that and and been a little bit more conservative uh after that point and that that's i don't know that for sure that's just kind of the vibe that i got uh but I, yeah i think you're right I, I think that you know there may have been some room to to return that one well i'll tell you what um after people watch that i don't look for him you know getting more chance getting a whole lot more chances this year but man every time he touches the ball He's got a he's got a shot. He's got a shot every time he touches it. So I hope that he gets over this thing that he has and uh, and just takes off every damn time. So yeah, old Cameron is Cameron is, is, a, he, is, uh, he, is, a, is he is he related to A Aaron? A Aaron, gotta be. 
So Southern Miss now at one and four on the year and zero and one in Conference USA. Moving on to this week, which is homecoming to take on the UTEP Miners. Let's touch on some of the homecoming activities this week. So this Thursday, October seventh, an event that's very near and dear to Shane's heart, the DeBard School Speakeasy. Yeah. It is going to be from five to ten p.m. at the Brass Hat. There's information at SouthernMissAlumni.com on how to participate in that. Then on Friday, October the 8th, Go Gold Friday, alumni and fans are invited to share photos of their Go Gold Friday participation across social media using the hashtag Go Gold Friday. They're also having the 23rd annual alumni golf tournament hosted by the Alumni Association at 8.30 a.m. at the Hattiesburg Country Club. Friday night at Spirit Park, this is at 5.30. They are going to have Friday night at Spirit Park at Southern Station, the, the pair probably the night before the game. And then the Alumni Hall of Fame Banquet will be at 6.30 p.m. at the Thad Cochran Center Ballrooms. No word yet on any of us if we've actually uh, been nominated. I don't think we have, so we'll just move forward. Saturday, <laughs> October the 9th, the Southern Miss Alumni Association, Alumni Association Awards Lunch and Business Meeting at noon at the Thad Cochran Ballroom. I have not heard of us getting any awards, so I'm assuming that we will sleep in. Then the homecoming parade is at 1 p.m. on Saturday. The Honors College homecoming tailgate at 3 p.m. at the Honors House. The College of Business and Economic Development tailgate, 3 p.m. at Siena Hall Courtyard. Also, around that time, you will, will have the um, – at Spirit Park, they will have the band Driving and Crying for all you uh, – it's not an Aerosmith cover band. It actually is a band that played around here back in the yeah, they're awesome. 90s. Yeah, I'm going straight to hell is a fantastic I'm going, song. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm right behind you. I really thought it I was hoping it was an Aerosmith cover band. It sounds like they would be an Aerosmith cover band. I did not re- remember the name from back then. I do know their songs. So <laughs> go check them out. Then Eagle Walk, 4 p.m. And then kickoff, Southern Miss and UTEP, 6 p.m. at the Rock Homecoming. So 6 p.m. this Saturday, October the 9th. On ESPN3, if you can't make it to The Rock, we hope you can join us at The Rock this Saturday night. Utah Miners come in with a 4-1 and record, 4-1 and overall, and 1-0 and in Conference USA. Shane, interesting tidbit about this 2021 Utah Miner team. Yeah, I picked up on a tweet earlier uh, from uh, the account was uh, to a believer. Um, I don't think he has any affiliation with UTEP. Uh, he was out of Orlando, Florida, but he kind of broke down UTEP's four and one record. Uh, their five opponents are a combined four and 16 on the season so far, but three of those four wins over are over FCS teams. Uh, and those opponents are negative 227 in the point differential. So, uh, the record at four and one face value sounds impressive. Uh, when you dig in, uh, they've beat four pretty bad teams. Uh, so that, that gives me a little hope. Uh, you know, just surface value, you think, you know, coming in a very much improved UTEP team, uh, fingers crossed that we're still playing a UTEP team. You know, that, but that is for UTEP. That's, I mean, for UTEP as of late, that's a pretty strong start, even because <laughs> I think they would, they might, uh, recently lose to teams like that in their first few games. So um, they are a oh, better. For sure. They definitely are a better UTEP. And they were a little tough last season. Um, yeah. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully it's not too much for us to overcome. Looking at the scores. So 
they they played uh let's see New Me- they beat New Mexico State 30 to 3 they beat Bethune Cookman 38 to 28 they got housed by Boise State 54 to 13 they beat New Mexico 20 to 13 and they beat uh to the top talk pickem darling ODU 28 to 21 last week ODU not a great team and uh once again they well I don't think they stumped me last week but ODU has been my huckleberry this year <laughs> So they have a receiver, Jake Cowing, who has 24 receptions for 585 yards and four touchdowns. Someone to keep an eye on. Uh, Jason, let's backtrack for a second. I want to get your opinion on something. So back to the Rice game. Let me find this. So the first touchdown of the game mm-hmm. on Saturday was scored by a receiver named Jake Bailey, right? Right. The back judge in this game is named Michael Bailey. Really? Are you, re- are you related to either of these two and or are they related? <laughs> uh, I don't know. And probably. <laughs> there you go. I don't know, but also Zap Bailey is at WKU this year lighting it up. So it's a good year for the Baileys, you know, every one of them but me. Uh, I think his, I think his uh, first yeah. name is Bailey. Yeah, it's Bailey Zap. Oh, it was it Bailey WKU. Zap? Yep. Well, either way. Won't be the first thing I get wrong tonight. Uh, look, and uh, before we move on from UTEP's record, don't get me wrong. I would much rather be four and one over four horrible teams right now than one and four, because uh, a win is a win. But uh, just a little context there. Yeah, it definitely brings into context. And you you look at kind of the comparison there, and you have to look at who they're playing versus who we played. Um, they really aren't necessarily. You know, even with that, they're not necessarily lighting it up. Let's see, they're averaging, uh, rushing, they're averaging 158 yards per game. Uh, passing, they're averaging 229 yards per game. Uh, total offense, they're averaging 387 yards per game. Not bad. Ours is 288. Um, and then on defense, they are averaging, uh, they're averaging giving up 108.8 yards per game and 200 and 201 yards through the air. So you know what y'all are you know, doing again? You're giving me hope. You know the entire <laughs> off season. If y'all just would have friggin' listened to me, and then you got me thinking we're good again. And this is like Bump. the exact. This is the exact feeling that I wanted to avoid right here. It's the life <laughs> of a Southern hope. Miss fan. It's the life of a Southern Miss fan. We we well, if but if I we tried my best to not do that. I've I've had like twenty something straight years of it. You know, high points here and there, but basically twenty years of feeling the exact same way like I did against Rice the other night, and it hurts me. And uh, you know, everybody talks about all the, what the players have been through, and I know they've been through a lot with COVID and all these coaches and stuff. Well, damn it, the fans have been through it too. The fans never get, you know, that that side of it. So I've been through a lot also, and I tried my damnedest. We have a record of it, of me trying not to get high on this team. High hopes. And here we are again, listening to you and Shane, Jamie and Shane, just telling me, you know, all the ways that we can win this week. So I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. You listen. Well, Will Hall told you not to get hyped up, and you listen to us. So who yeah. is why are you trying to blame us? You should listen yeah. to Will Hall. I agree. I'm just the hope fairy out here flying around <laughs> sprinkling hope dust. That's that's my my thing. I, I try to be positive no matter. I'm looking what, forward. You know, attitude I, is everything. I, I'm looking forward to to seeing Shane this weekend. Yeah. And um and I'm looking forward to going to the game. I'm gonna go to the game. I, I'm I'm still I'm I'm dialing my hope 
like down to damn near zero. That's what I'm doing. The only okay, thing that's I... going to happen if we actually win this game on Saturday is I'm going to be way more excited than anybody else in the stadium because I'm the only one there that thinks we ain't going to do it. I'm going to get bumped to drink whiskey with me. He's not even going to see the end of the game. I, yeah. I don't I don't I will, think you're going to be. I, I will probably see some divorce papers. I don't think you're the only one in the stadium that doesn't expect us to win. By the way, if you look at like Twitter, um, you would not be alone. Yeah. If you, you you look at the fan you know, base. And then I like click the, on the CSPN thing just when we get ready for this show, and I'm looking, and they say, you know, 69.6% chance that uh, Southern Miss is going to win the game. Well, it's just you know, every, everybody is trying to steer me down this freaking rabbit hole. And I ain't going down it. I'm not doing it again. I'm firmly planted on Mr. Negativity side over here. Well, if you if you if you didn't have your mind made up already and you wanted even more of a um just some 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 stuff to be thrown on the fire to, to totally mess with your brain. Oh, God. Uh, uh the line. So UTEP opened as a one point favorite. And then later in the day yesterday, Southern Miss was a one point favorite. And now UTEP today is a two-point favorite, so the money is going back and forth on who the 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 betting public thinks is going to win this game. It is it is uh, you know that's what you got to take it with a grain of salt. Obviously, if you listen to our picks every week, you take it with a grain of salt. But it is interesting what people are thinking about this particular game. I wonder if there's information about Tykes. Maybe not playing if that kind of swayed things back in the other way. Although that hasn't been announced, and I, I would be surprised if it were announced. Um, just something else to kind of muddy up the waters this week. If anything, and I'm not trying. That's what I need to do. In fact, fireball. <laughs> that's dangerous. Oh. Um. You know, gosh dang it! Am I making a point here? Okay, so at least if you don't – you obviously can't announce if Ty's not going to play. Because if Ty does play, as opposed to uh, Lang, it's an entirely different game plan. So it's in our best interest to have Utah prepare for both, right? Split time up against what Ty Keys can do and what Jake Lang can do because this is entirely different. It's just – it's uh, it's not even like Austin Davis and Martavius Young back in the day. It's like – I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Mike Vick and like Brady, you know, <laughs> somebody who can just do everything in the world and somebody who can do one thing really good. So whatever. Betting sucks. So Southern Miss taking on UTIP this week. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how it plays out. Last season's game, Southern Miss, well, that was one of the bright spots of the um 2019. What's well, the last time we played against UTEP? Yeah, because last year's game got canceled. Last time we played against UTEP, uh, Southern Miss won 31 to 13. So it was a. Uh, it was back when we were still on that roll of winning. Um, back two years ago. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can get back to that starting this week. You know, kind of looking at the schedule from here on out, and who's to say what's going to happen every week? Because you you really don't know. But just looking at the schedule, I mean, it's going to be with the Southern Miss team we've seen on the field thus far. It's going to be tough. From here on out, but that being said, there are some winnable games. I think the game this weekend is is one we should definitely have a shot. Middle Tennessee State, North Texas, FIU, the ones against UAB, UTSA, and Louisiana Tech probably going to be tough. But there are some winnable games out there, um, especially with 
how FIU's been playing and North Texas has been playing. Middle 10 actually played better last week. They've been just a, a, a hot garbage, but they did beat Marshall last week, so you got to give them to that. Be, they seem to be good for one of those games a season where they just actually show up and play football and beat somebody. And, um, and we we usually have one game a year that we win when we shouldn't. We usually have one game a year, that at least one game a year, that we lose when we shouldn't. So we hopefully least, last week was the lose when we shouldn't. Oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, give a shout out to our friends at BetUS. Bet with a three decade leader. BetUS. Join now with a one hundred and twenty five percent bonus by using our promo code TTTT one two five, or a two hundred percent bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT two hundred. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more. At betus.com. You bet you win, you get paid. Bet us. Which brings us to our picks of the week. In last week's action, both Shane and Bump went six and four, while I went four and six. The lead dog as of right now, Jason, 24 wins. I'm behind him with 21 wins, and Shane with 20 wins. So Jason, 24 wins, leading the way this week. First game, Charlotte is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at FIU. Um, so, yeah, so FIU has won five in a row over Charlotte. Um, that just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Charlotte's no. due, and uh, and I got Charlotte. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the 49ers as well. Um, that's uh, I don't see FIU pulling that off, but I did not know that stat that bumped throughout there and I had to go out and spit out my pick before I changed my mind. <laughs> that's that that that's a tricky I mean that's a really tricky line because I would have just I would have thought it would have been higher than that. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of surprised. There's something there that makes me a little uncomfortable, but I have a hard time picking FIU even with uh, a three point edge. So I'm gonna go with Charlotte as well. Then we've got Georgia Southern at Troy. Troy is a four and a half point favorite. Bump. Um, I'm going to take Troy. I've, I've, I've seen them play. Um, I kind of know them. Uh, Chip Lindsey's good, and that's really all I got, so I'll take Troy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Troy, too, and, and it's kind of embarrassing to admit right now. I've kind of got Georgia Southern and Georgia State's seasons mixed up. Uh, I, I can't off the top of my head think which one is doing decent and which one is doing not great, but uh, – since it's at Troy, you said it's at Troy, right? It is at Troy. I'm going to go with Troy. Well, and, and two, you know, Georgia, uh, they're both two and three teams. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Troy as well, which brings us to South Alabama at Texas State. South Alabama, a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Texas State. Jason. Well, since it's not us, uh, South Alabama is probably going to struggle. So I will take <laughs> Texas State. Uh, South Alabama lost this past weekend, uh, and I think they bounce back at Texas State. So I'm going to go with the Fighting Womax. Jason, did you? Who did you take, Jason? I took Texas State. Okay, I am going to Texas State right now. The Texas State started the season. They they were they lost by nine to Baylor. Then they turned around and they beat FIU. Uh, 27-13. Then they lost to Incarnate Word before losing again to Eastern Michigan. So I kind of I'm I'm not really sure how good of a team they are, especially at home. So I'm going to go with 
South Alabama as well. Uh, our next game. Oh, this is kind of sneaky. ODU at Marshall. Marshall is a twenty and a half point favorite. <clears throat> this is this is uh, this is one of those deals where I mean, I, Marshall will win the football game. Uh, you know, will they cover? Is the question. And honestly, I doubt it. So uh, I, I'll say Marshall's going to win the game like thirty-one to fourteen. So I will take uh, Old Dominion. Yeah, I feel the same way. Marshall has not been as good as I expected them to be this year. Uh, and I, I fully believe that they will win this game. But uh, that's a lot of points to give up. So I'm going to go with uh, Odu as well. That is a lot of points to give up. Uh, that being said, ODU has been my Achilles heel this year. And uh, <laughs> I just cannot – I cannot go with them. I'm going to go with Marshall uh, in, fingers crossed, a bounce-back game. Then we've got FAU at UAB. UAB, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. UAB got housed last week by Liberty, and they have their second game in their new facility, taking on the Owls. So, Bump, what do you say? I just can't imagine Bill Clark looking that bad again. Um, FAU is 5-2 and all-time versus UAB, but they do struggle when they play away games, so I will take UAB. Yeah, this is the battle of the two teams that have won the last four Conference USA championships. Hmm. Um, hmm. So, man, um, I think UAB's a, a little down from what they've been this year. What does Do you guys know FAU's record? Uh, three and two. Three and two. Um, what's what's the spread again? Four. Four and a half. Uh, I'm gonna separate from bump here and go FAU. Alrighty. I am. Uh, you know, I, I I think after the shellacking they took last week, I I kind of expect UAB to bounce back. They they have to. They you know they got to protect the home turf there, especially with the new facility. So uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick UAB. In, in this game as well. Then we have Middle Tennessee State, who is a 19 and a half point underdog. Middle Tennessee, by the way, fresh off their uh, upset win of Marshall, taking on the Liber- Liberty Flames, and Liberty is a 19 and a half point favorite. Jason. So it's a broken record here, uh, but I have no faith in Middle Tennessee in anything that they do. Uh, although I do, I did enjoy hanging out with uh, some of their fans in the Roost this past year. Um, that being said, I just I just can't pick middle, uh, so I will go Liberty. I think Liberty might win this game by 45. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Uh, I want clarification, though, on something you just said before I make my pick. Uh, these Middle Tennessee State University fans, air quotes uh, here, uh, Parents. did they have – yeah, did they have children that played on the team? Yep, and he was the right okay. fielder in the roost. Yeah, let's, let's right? make sure – <laughs> so, Middle, C- Middle Tennessee State University fans do not exist. There was one of them on Twitter a few years ago, and he gave up. He's no longer a Middle Tennessee State University fan. So I just uh, I'm I'm still on that bandwagon, and uh, I don't know that 45 points would be enough. I think Willis is going to absolutely destroy them. Uh, I'm going Liberty. I'm going to pivot this week. Middle ten, although they haven't been great this season. They are two and three on the year. 
the past two games against Charlotte, they put up 39 points and against Marshall, they put up 34. It seems like they're clicking somewhere on offense. So I'm, I don't pick them to win, but with the 19 and a half points, I think that if they're able to put up, you know, three touchdowns, that might be tough for Liberty to overcome as far as covering that, that, that almost three touchdown spread. So I'm going to go with middle 10 which is totally out of character, and I don't feel comfortable with that, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm glad you're doing it because i got to make up a win on you. So, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, then we've got North Texas at Missouri. Missouri is a 19-point favorite. So it's at Missouri. Uh, Missouri is like SEC-ish. Um, <laughs> SEC light. Yeah. Uh, the first time they've played each other since 1995, which Missouri won. North Texas has issues, you know, um, specifically. Yeah, they don't have Mason Fine as a quarterback anymore. Yeah. That's their <laughs> issues. Just nobody likes their coach. But, you know, I don't hate them. And uh, 19 points is a lot, so three touchdowns, you know, basically. So I'm going to go with uh, with North Texas. Yeah, I'm kind of torn here because Mizzou's not good. Um, but – North Texas really isn't very good either. So um, that's a lot of points. I'm going to go with North Texas. I'm going to regret that, but I'm going to go with North Texas. <laughs> I, You know, looking at North Texas, I really haven't had much faith in North Texas, and I, I, I don't really feel great about this, but North Texas has struggled to put up points. Uh, they haven't scored more than 17 points this season. And I, so for that reason, I'm going to give uh, – Middle 10, the cushion there. And, and no, I take that back. They did score 44 on Northwestern State, but they only put up 12 on SMU. They only put up six on UAB and they only put up 17 on Tech. Uh, so I'm going to go on a limb here and take uh, Missouri in that one. Then we have this is an interesting game. We've got UTSA, undefeated UTSA, by the way, on the road at Western Kentucky. They Western Kentucky is a three point favorite. I just can't see UTSA winning every week. Um, it's a it's a one in three team versus a five and zero team, and only given three points. Um, Western is going to score a lot of points, so you know, I will uh, I will take the Hilltoppers. Yeah, my pick comes out of nothing more than I really need UTSA's fans to be humbled uh, this week. I'm really getting tired of them. Um, I pointed out to one of their fans that was talking a lot of smack uh, the other day that, uh, you know, I'm sure the AAC was really impressed that they barely beat a crappy team at home in a gigantic metro area, filling up half of their stadium with 20,000 people. You know, they're just banging down their door for their invite. Uh, and, but again, I really need UTSA to lose because I'm tired of their fans. Uh, so I'm going to go Western Kentucky as well, even though I don't like Western Kentucky's fans at all. <laughs> so this week we've got uh, also so the big game Southern Miss. You hope oh, you're going to pick that one? Oh, I'm going to pick Western. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I already wrote it down. That's why I didn't say anything. I was just okay. like, I wrote it down. Let's just get. I need you on the record. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I do. I'm sneaky. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I did say it. Um, UTEP at Southern Miss. UTEP, at, as of this recording, is a two-point favorite. Who knows what that's going to end up tomorrow or later on in the week. So, Jason, UTEP, two-point favorite. What's your pick? UTEP. Call it reverse karma or whatever you want to do. 
I'm hoping that the Eagles win, but uh, give me UTEP. I mean, at some point, I'm sure that we're just going to erupt offensively like we did that Munkin year that everybody keeps talking about. But I just don't think it's going to be Saturday. Um, hope I'm wrong, but give me UTEP. Yeah, even with our third-string quarterback, I'm not picking against the Eagles. Uh, it's just not in my, my blood. Uh, it's, it's black and gold running through these veins and Eags all the way. I, uh, you know, and it, it really, I mean, it really could be close to being a pick 'em. I mean, it's, it's, it's really gonna, it really, this game could really go either way, but I think that, uh, I'm curious to see what we do this week, how we prepare. Um, it, it's time. I'm, I'm gonna pick the Golden Eagles. Uh, so if they lose by one, then still win. Uh, <laughs> Bob feels confident. He's built a big enough lead on us that he can give this one away, and we're we're still not catching him. So, hey man, you know what? If we do win, then I'm taking the other team next week too. I will reverse okay. karma this bitch the entire rest of the season if we can he's, get to. He's a opening the door for us, James. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we got our last pick is the over under, which is 45 and a half points in this Southern Miss UTEP game. Under. Uh, more than likely, we don't score a lot, and more than likely, we don't give up a lot of points. Under. Yeah, I'm going to go under, too. I'm going to reverse course, and I know last week I took the over and I lost, but if if not for the turnovers, I, or if we would have had one less turnover, we would have we would have gone over. And I think that we're kind of due. Um, so 45 and a half, that's a 23-23 score. I think we can put up some some touchdowns this week against UTEP, but I, I do think UTEP may be able to put some touchdowns against us as well. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to take the over in this one at 45 and a half and see what happens. Is it, is it too late for me to reverse that one? Because now that I think about it, big Wang Lang gets a week of practice. Uh, he comes out. I, I think he throws for even more yards than he does against rice. I'm now thinking that I'm um, going over. Y'all go ahead with this hope train. Come see me down in the end zone. Woo woo! We'll be sitting in the end zone too. Yeah, right beside you. We sitting right beside you. This <laughs> the fireball. You know, we really haven't talked about realignment this week. I don't really see any reason to do so this week. I mean, I know it's a lot of the hype. I know it's a lot of the chatter about who's going to end up where and why they're going to end up here and who's going to go here and who isn't going here. Um, there just really isn't, in my mind, there isn't enough tangible news at this point to really dive into it and give it all the attention there's rumors there's a lot of rumors there's a lot of hearsay there's a lot of rumors that are likely true yeah i would say that it seems likely that we're going to the Sun Belt. um but that being said we haven't yet and uh so i don't really see a need to really dive into this until we get something that's a little more concrete i know that it's something that people want to talk about i know that something people are interested in but i just have a tough time like really diving into depot and into things until I know what's going on. Yeah. Let's, let's, I, I let's, do want to, let's get a victory on the football field and then we'll worry about this other crap. Well, I, I want to mention a couple of things that did make me happy about realignment that have, that have happened in the last couple of days. Uh, first of all, uh, Boise and was it San Diego's no Boise and air force. Uh, no, no Colorado, Boise, San Diego, Colorado state. Thank you. Uh, were the first two targets for uh, the AAC, and then they publicly said that they weren't interested. And then who were the next two schools that were kind of uh, the next? Was San Diego uh, State choices? one of them. 
that I want to say that. Um, but then the next two schools from the Mountain West that the AAC had had rumored to be targeting came out and said, no, nah, we're good, too. We're going to stay uh, where we're at, which I think is the right move. I mean, the, the AAC is losing their good teams. Why would you leave the Mountain West, which is a different uh, or a decent conference? to go to the AAC at this point and, and play in a conference that would stretch the entire country. So I think those Mountain West teams are making the right call. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that did make me happy that the Mountain West teams were like publicly, thanks, but no thanks. Um, and then uh, no idea if it's true or not. But again, I'm really uh, sick of UTSA's fans uh, lately. I saw a tweet earlier today that was talking about how uh, UTSA, and again, this may be 100% untrue, but uh, would not be able to come up with the funds to pay the Conference USA exit fee and the AAC entrance fee. So uh, it looks like that, you know, their hopes and dreams of joining the AAC may be down the drain. Uh, and God, I hope that's the case. But uh, just wanted to mention those couple things that I want all the bad things to happen to the AAC and UTSA. That's fair. So, so just, just a question. So what, what would your thoughts be if we ended up going to the AC? God, no, no. Why? The Sun Belt's the better move for us at this point in time. I, I know that we've got history with Tulane and Memphis and East Carolina. Uh, but I, and, and the way I see things playing out, I, I think Memphis eventually gets a Big 12 invite uh, in a couple of years and they're gone. Um, we're, we're playing Tulane again. Um, I would like to see us get a series going with East Carolina for selfish reasons because it's an hour and a half from the house. But I, I know a lot of ECU folks around here and they miss playing us, too. Um, that, you know, uh, so hopefully we could play them. But uh, I think the Sun Belt is just a better fit for us. Uh, yeah, it's it's similar size schools. Uh, they've got, you know, there's some schools with some passionate fan bases. Um, we, we need a little time before we uh, have to go up against the, the app states and the, the coastal Carolinas in that conference because they're really on a roll right now. But I just the, the Sun Belt uh, is a better conference than Conference USA at this point in time. And they've got good leadership, which is Conference USA's death nail. Uh, we might as well not have any. As a matter of fact, no leadership might be better than the leadership the conference usa has had it, it might be better if we're that that bus is just ghost riding itself than rather have judy's incompetent ass leading the the ship uh just the worst commissioner in all of college football um i don't know how she still has a job uh it's just horrible for fitty too yeah yeah, just crazy. I'll do the job for half the price, and I guarantee with no experience or connections, I do a better job than she does. Uh, the Sun Belt is where I really want to see us go. I just I think it's better, more exciting, fun football with some schools that are close. I mean, you've got you've got uh, Louisiana Monroe, Lafayette, Troy, South Alabama, and Arkansas State in the Sun Belt that are all a fairly easy trip for an away game for Southern Miss fans. I just I think it makes too much sense. And I'll, I'll add to that that I think that they want us in their conference. Also, it's kind of like if you you like say you lived in an apartment and all your current roommates are like, man, you know what? 
I think we're having to make a change around here. You're like, what do you mean? I've been here the longest. I'm the one who, I'm the one who had the apartment to start with, right? And uh, they're like, well, you know, we just don't think it's working out. But then you got these other people across the street, and it's a similar apartment. You start looking over there, and you're like, man, they got a nice pool. They kind of want me over there. Let's get the hell out of this joint, you know? So. Does that make any sense at all? Was that just me and the fireball? Yeah, that, did, that makes total sense. I don't yeah. think that me, me and you would have ever met had that not happened to me. So That's a solid point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd be married right now if that hadn't happened to me. So, yeah, You're welcome, absolutely. Buddy. So it all works out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, NFL news this week. Real quick, the Lions released Jamie Collins. No word yet on uh, the future of Jamie Collins. Edo Smith had a trout with the New England Patriots, but I haven't heard anything about whether or not he's been picked up by anybody yet. There's there have been quite a few running back injuries this past weekend, so that I would imagine he may be getting another shot this week, but that remains to be seen. Shane, do you have any news this week? Uh, Jamie, uh, I want to speak on Jamie Collins real quick. Even though he did get released from the Patriots, uh, not the Patriots, the Lions. Uh, you're talking about Edo with the Patriots. Uh, Jamie Collins was still owed like a ridiculous amount of money from the lions. Uh, so Jamie's going to be fine for the rest of the year. Even if nobody picks him up, I, I want to say it was something crazy like $8 million. I think that's uh, right. That he was yeah. getting, even if you, no other team picks him up. Uh, so congratulations to our boy, Jamie Collins on making money for, you know, staying in shape around the house right now. Um, but yeah, um, back to Southern uh, direct Southern miss news. Let me get a sip here. Um, lighter week last week than it has been. You don't have to listen to me ramble for as long. Um, soccer fell in a heartbreaking two overtime loss, two to one to UAB. Uh, UAB scored in the 108th minute to uh, to finish that one off. Uh, Blessing Kingsley did score our goal, uh, and, and Kendall, uh, actually had a stop on a penalty kick, uh, that, that kept the game going, uh, to the point where it reached double overtime. So ladies are still doing well. Uh, I hate that they, they lost that double overtime match at home. Uh, currently stand at 6-3-1 and 2-1-1 and one and one in Conference USA. Uh, this weekend, Friday night at 7 o'clock, they are at Louisiana Tech. Uh, cross country was in action, uh, up at the Notre Dame Invitational. Uh, Lena May continues to just, uh, be a warrior. She finished ninth overall in that, and, uh, the team finished 13th out of 24. Uh, next up, uh, no action this weekend, but, uh, next weekend there'll be Friday at the Florida State University Cross Country Invite Pre-Nationals. Um, volleyball was in action. Volleyball had a great weekend. Uh, they're in Hattiesburg, uh, Friday, uh, the first, they had a 3-0 win over UTSA and then Saturday turned around and had another 3-0 win. So that evened up the ladies record at two and two in conference USA, 10 and eight overall, uh, this weekend, they are at university of North Texas on, uh, Friday and Saturday, October 8th and 9th, uh, men's tennis was in action. Uh, this past weekend at the ITA All-American Championships in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, it was the first time that Southern Miss had qualified for this event since 2013. 
Uh, we had a couple of guys, uh, Dhruv uh, Sunish and Olmajan Nabiv, uh, both advanced out of the first round uh, into the round of 128, but were knocked out at that point. So uh, congratulations to those guys on their first round win. Uh, and then tennis is off, uh, not playing this weekend. Uh, and and uh, besides the ones that I've mentioned, uh, soccer, cross-country, volleyball, Everybody else is not playing this weekend as well. So uh, that's all of the other sports news we had real quick tonight. All right. You guys have any shout outs? I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Steve and uh, Tabby Farmer. They're coming into town this weekend for uh, homecoming and for J-Fest, the big uh, thing at Brewski's this weekend. <clears throat> so going to look forward to uh, hanging out with those guys. And then I want to give a special shout out to Chad Dickens, his, his dad. Uh, they put together this this endowed scholarship <clears throat> in his dad's name and surprised him this past weekend, uh, the night before the Rice game out in Houston. Um, Brian Morrison was there. DeFato was there. Uh, Roger, Chad's brother, was there. Um, and, and they surprised his dad with kind of uh, uh, with this news that a scholarship would be endowed in his name. And it's a big honor to the uh, – to the uh, to the Dickens family and, and and to a great Golden Eagle and a very special moment indeed. So I wanted to give them a shout out. And the last shout out I wanted to give for the day is uh, to the Montenegro brothers, teammates yeah. for the for the Golden Eagle. Saw the picture today on Twitter of Gabe and Rodrigo on the same field. Uh, so that's super cool. Um, already kind of looking forward to watching those guys play uh, this this spring. Um, but anyway, cool deal. Yeah, the, the the Charlie and Diane Dickens endowment. Uh, I believe you can reach out to the, uh, you know, anybody that works in development or Chad Dickens to see how to donate to that if that's something that you are in, indeed interested in. Charlie's been on the show before. Uh, just a just a legend of a Golden Eagle fan. He's got the hat to prove it. So congratulations to him. That's 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 quite the honor. You know, that was one of my favorite interviews that I've done, and I'm not positive he knew what he was doing uh, the entire thing. He's like, who's this guy holding his phone up to me, to my face? <laughs> you know? Uh, and then he just went on. I, I could have talked to him for two hours. Um, but it was one of those little walking around deals like we used to do. We need to do that again. But, but um, uh, it was cool. And also, you know, the, this, so this scholarship, it only goes to a football player. He's got to live in, I can't remember off the top of my head, but like Purvis, Jackson or Hattiesburg, maybe uh, three of the towns that they that they uh, lived in uh, during during their lives. So it's cool, it's neat. Um, Chad's a good buddy of ours, and um, you know, very very cool. Also, I want to give a shout out to a former Golden Eagle offensive lineman and former Philadelphia Eagle, Carolina Panther, and Arizona Cardinal Jeremy Bridges. Jumped on with Jeremy for his. Hmm. Weekly show, Burning Bridges, the other night. Had a good time cutting up with him. Good to catch up, even though it was virtual. Hopefully, we can get him back to the ruck soon. He's still quite bitter about not being on Eagle Walk. So, <laughs> get I, the uh, man on Eagle Walk. What's I, he got to do to get on there? I don't want to know. I'm just want to let somebody else figure that out because I don't want to have to deal with him. And When's the last time we added somebody <laughs> to Eagle Walk? At this point, uh, if you do put him on there, I think he's still going to be bitter. Like I would, I would be afraid yeah. if I was like Morrison and I was like, here you go, buddy. Here's your Eagle Walk banner. I don't even know if I wanted to hand it over. I, you know, it's, I, I don't know how. I feel like we replaced them like two years ago, but we did. I, I don't know if we added anybody or not. We did not. 
So, and it's probably it's probably about time to honor somebody. I mean, is Austin for the, Davis up in there? I think Austin Davis is in there. Fletch is up in there. Mm, so Austin Davis made it, but not your boy Bridges. Mm. Yeah, dude, he's um, got a beef. He's got how many? What is it like a decade in the NFL? One of yeah. the best players in the history of the school. Get this dude yeah. on Eagle Walk. My goodness. I guess the lineman, it's tough for the lineman to get love. It, it really is. Um, well, but we yeah. We shall do our part. You know what? If we can't win any football games this year, let's get Jeremy Bridges on the damn Eagle Walk. Okay. That's fine with or me. Or if we do. Or if we do. Or if we do. Yeah. Uh, Shane, how about yourself? Yeah, uh, you mentioned it earlier as, as a uh, part of the uh, homecoming week festivities, but uh, if if anybody has that evening free, the DeBarge speakeasy is always a good time. Uh, my wife, Catherine, uh, worked for that fantastic institution for a few years when we lived there in Hattiesburg. Uh, they do a wonderful mission helping uh, small children with language disorders uh, overcome those and go on to lead uh, successful lives. So uh, it's it's always fun to go to that speakeasy events, uh, music and and cocktails uh, and food and good company. So uh, if if you've got the time, you got the money, reach out and support those folks. They do wonderful things. Um, I forgot to do it last week. I followed it up with a, with a tweet the next day when I realized it. But uh, I should probably mention what was thumped tonight. Uh, first, we started off with a uh, Old Forester single barrel pick from Lincoln Road Package Store. Uh, absolutely delicious stuff. Uh, the next one was an Old Fitzgerald bottled and bond 16 year from Heaven Hill. Uh, and then that final thump was a New Riff Balboa Rye bottled and bond. Uh, they actually had a farm grow the special heirloom Balboa rye grain uh, specifically for them to make this batch of whiskey with. Uh, so uh, interesting to to get the notes of that that specific type of rye out of the whiskey. I'm a fan. Uh, got the bottle off of a friend up here recently, and I've been going back to it pretty regularly. So uh, those were the three thumps for the evening. I am sipping on a bottle of Osarka, which oh, is yeah. a, yeah, very... Very delicious. A flat water from the the uh, municipal water system of Little Rock, Arkansas. Yes, that's that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can dip my nuggets in your sweet and sour. <laughs> Do you guys? Uh, before we before we shut down, so we got homecoming this weekend. Excited mm-hmm. to see everybody. I know Shane's coming to town. I know John Mills, former former Seymour extraordinaire, cool. also coming to town. Yeah, shout out uh, to Mills. I've been texting with him today. Mills is a great dude. It's going to be great to see him. Everybody's focused, motivated, ready to go. So regardless of the outcome, and I think it's kind of, the, the, again, the Zen-like approach of just seeing what happens, but it's going to be really great to get to hang out with everybody. We haven't had many opportunities for this for the past few years. Hopefully the rain holds off. Uh, how, how do you guys feel about homecoming weekend? Bro, r- rain is like 0%. That's the only thing I'm right sure now. about. No, it's not going to rain. We're going to lose, but it's not going to rain. <laughs> Uh, Man, I'm super excited. Uh, Before I moved away from Hattiesburg five years ago now, last month, it it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Uh, Time flies by. Uh, I didn't miss a a home game at the Rock for like 16 years. Um, And I did not get to go to a home game at the Rock at all last year. I had made at least one a year, even after we moved up here. 
Uh, and so the, after a, a, a two year absence from the rock, uh, I am very excited to get back. I'm, I'm packing up a W, uh, licking, licking the W off my fingers, Jameis Winston style right now. Uh, I'm bringing it with me. American Airlines has already said that I can check it in my luggage. So get excited. Uh, I'm, I'm coming. We're going to win this game. We're going to drink a lot of whiskey and then I'm going to be really hungover on the flight back. Tailgate will be set up. Um, you know, I think I'm going to have to go to Jack's soccer games on Saturday morning. Uh, so tailgate will probably be set up pretty soon. If you guys make it out there before me, tables and everything will be ready to go. Just raise up the tents and rock on. Yeah, let's touch base on Friday about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, that that reminds me. We've got a new coach, Jamie. Do you have a, a Will Hall shot? You know, I'm kind of laying off of that this year. <laughs> I, I, I actually made him do it one day. I just called him out right in front of everybody, and he had to do it, <laughs> and he did it well. But uh, I think we just passed around like something that I had, probably Fireball. I think it was Fireball, yeah. But it was, it's one of those things like it hasn't done us well lately. So has anything though has anything? No, but it's been it's been tougher and tougher to get. Anywho, yeah. So we probably not, but we can still enjoy each other's company and and uh, the fellowship and talk about Christian brotherhood and the like. Well, um, we'll do a shot of something, even if it's not an official uh, coach shot. Amen. <laughs> there you go. Well, hope you guys enjoyed it, and hope hope we see you at the Rock this Saturday. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg. Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Put you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State RLSU. LSU You play a good 
game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 